1: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: Oh, God, is it that time again? Do we... I, I think I think we've got to, mate. I, we've got to lift ourselves back up off the canvas. Um, you know, Wembley, mate. I, it was. Don't say the W I, I, I've word. said the I've said the W word already. But no, we've got to do it. We've got to get on with the show, Rich. So let's let's get into it. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red a Rexham FC podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye, bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the race course. Now, if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe. But enough of that. Let's get on with the show.
0: Hello. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham AFC podcast. I'm Rich Faye. I've just had two days off work Booked them for a post Wembley party that didn't go so well. Um, 20,000 reds down in the capital this weekend. It was a good day out just ruined by the football once again. We had Hollywood cast in the director's box. We had special bespoke boots for Mullen and Palmer and then the cheek of it Bromley scored and went and ruined the party. Uh, Nathan Salt, we saw each other down in London. We had a good time. But yeah, where do we start with what happened at the weekend?
2: I mean, I, I, I probably want to start with the Brazilian barbecue I had before. That was probably the peak. That was like the highlight of the day. Seeing a woman dancing around in a Paul Mullen mask after the match and someone else in a shark mask, I would say. I don't know what that was. A shark costume? That was probably a close second and the match was... The, the way match on the re- list the match was i mean we have to, i want to keep positive really here and try but i have to be realistic as well someone came out and uh, as i was getting on the tube on the way home somebody said uh, that we'll have a job on our hands trying to spin this for a podcast rich and uh, i think they had a point it performance wise we were both at dagenham dare i say i think it was even more flat than dagenham i just don't think i just don't think it worked for us on the day i don't think we managed to get the service into uh, Mullen and Palmer. I just didn't think we... The most frustrating thing is I think you can lose games. If we'd have lost the final, that's fine. We've lost to North Therabee before, but I just felt we didn't really even lay a glove on Bromley until the very, very final few minutes, Rich, which was the most frustrating thing. And look, credit to Bromley. They've won the FA Trophy, I think, for the first time in their history. So, you know, it's, we've, we've been there beating Grimsby, but this... I mean, Rich, I know you were behind the goal. I was sort of close to the play, um where the players' families were. It was... It was shock really more than anything else. I couldn't believe how how flat it was.
0: No, and yeah, speaking of Grimsby must mention as well we have got a really good special chat coming up with comedian Lloyd Griffith later in the podcast, looking ahead to that playoff so far this weekend. But yeah, on Wembley, like you said, Nate, the most disappointing thing was just that it didn't feel like we turned up. The the team selection as well, maybe a bit odd. We had Tom O'Connor mm-hmm. and Lee McElenden basically playing in new positions, new roles. O'Connor at centre back I, I don't disagree with so much because it was either him or French and, you know, obviously we had French's lapse of concentration at Borenwood away. You
2: know, French was fit. I think you could see his family members on social media afterwards replying to almost anyone who tweeted them saying that, look, he's fit, like he was fit to play. I think, more uh, I think it, it was, it was just... a tactical decision. It was yeah. a tactical decision, and wasn't it,
0: it? It's because maybe he is rash in those moments and again, sort of mar the match on Sunday for us was Aaron Hagden because you realise just how crucial he is to, yeah. to everything. McElhin didn't right wing back. I just didn't get whatsoever. He's been good as an impact sub this season. That's sort of been as a left wing back. But even then, there was a drop off when McFadzie was out from him. Yeah, it, the team selection was just questionable again and really odd. I mean, Dave Jones on the bench. I mean, how? Yeah, Why? I mean,
2: you know, I, I think, I think though, I think while those two were, you know, Parker's come out, hasn't he, and said that he wanted to get O'Connor some minutes in case he's needed for the playoffs and, you know, can understand that. But it it felt, it felt strange going into the final. I think Tyler French overall has played pretty well. Um, you know, uh, uh, Bryce Susanna's not fit to play. Uh, Aaron Hayden wasn't fit to play. And I think you'd, the bench element, Dave Jones was never going to come on. It was just an extended bench, really. Um, I think the subs were always going to be Dan Jarvis, Jake Hyde uh, and Riesel Johnson. What well, I just didn't understand that how many players played below their level. That's what got me, Rich. It wasn't just oh well, McIlinden or O'Connor. It was pretty much. I think I thought James Jones was, you know, he was he was the man that J- that Corey Whiteley ran off uh, in the run up to the goal before he squares it for cheek. I just thought too many were were off their level, and ultimately we didn't get enough service into the front two. It was a shame that I, I was really rooting for Jake Hyde to come on and and have the impact he had an impact. It, it just turned out that it was a fraction a fraction off.
0: Yeah, it like you said, we can't sort of blame individuals. I just think that the time for experimenting with your lineup isn't the final. We've had no. the Grimsby quarterfinal, which we did experiment with with the Strike Force. You could have tried more players out then. We've no, had the notts
2: county quarterfinal.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry. Not and we've had County, yeah. We've had the um, Stockport Semi even, which there's probably a bit of mitigation where you could experiment there if you wanted to, but we didn't. We went full strength. And then it f- sort of felt like we took the foot of the gas a little bit. And yeah, I think maybe just the occasion, we played the occasion rather than the match, didn't we? Which is the old cliche. And maybe we over fought things at times. He sort of went Pep, pa- like Pep Parkinson, didn't he? You? you went full Guardiola in Park-y-ola. a big final. Yeah, and just complicated things when they, when they didn't need to. But I think... Yeah, you know, if we win the next two games, all is forgotten. There's two shots at redemption on the horizon. So we have to be very disappointed that it was such an anticlimactic day out in terms of the football. But Mm. we've got to try and strike the right note and be positive because it's still been an incredible season. We've done so much. And like you said, it's just finding that balance, really, isn't it? Because right now these players need unity. They need an arm around the shoulder and they need lifting again. They need what we had at Dagenham in those final minutes. They need to know the fans are behind them. There's still so much more to come in a season. There's still another two cup finals, two chances to put things right, two chances to prove that you are good enough, two chances to prove that we should have gone up this season anyway. We just don't want it to count for nothing. And again, you said sort of going forward, Nate, that it's going to be heartbreaking if we don't go up, but it's going to be easier to digest if we were to go out with a fight and what was so disappointing against yeah, Bromley was just the lackluster nature of it all
2: yeah I, I look you you're looking at it in terms of you just want to see the, you just want to see of if, if giving it a good go and, and paul mullen was saying at the end of season player awards that were we're recording on the wednesday but last night on the tuesday um he said you know we'll, we'll give it everything until the end and while i'm while i while i would not accuse any player of not trying they all tried in the final just too many just weren't at their level and and yeah against Grimsby, we just want them to leave everything out there win loser you know win or lose we've given it, it everything um i just felt really sorry i know this you know sorry for all of us that came down and trekked down and kids that had to miss school i saw someone said they missed school on the monday but the teacher saw him on tv which isn't ideal um but you know, I felt sorry for Rob because you know Caitlin, his wife, was there. I think I don't know if his I think his kids were there. It seemed like it. Jason Sudeikis was there. Loads of different people had flown in. Will Ferrell, and still he hasn't seen Wrexham win. But it will. It Rob, it will come. Um, it will come, and it will be great. You know, Ryan had his first win watching us against Stockport, and that one goal of the season, Rich, that first goal um, against Stockport from Mullins. So, look, it's coming. And, and what a sweeter way for Rob to see you know his first couple of wins than beating Grimsby and then winning a, a playoff final it was amazing Rich how many people came up to me in Box Park before the game thanks to anyone who did come up to me by the way Nigel who's emailed in a few times and lots of other people said hello and that they liked the podcast which is really appreciated um they were saying that actually even before the game wasn't even with hindsight they said it was a free hit to them really they weren't overly bothered they just wanted a good day out and a, and a decent display ultimately this is Saturday's the game where that's that's the one people would have traded in a trophy win for. So and also Rich, what I want to say quickly is I think while while it's important to be positive and not, you know, I'm not in no way turning on the group of players or anything like that. I think it's also important to recognise when you don't perform at your best. In any job, you know, if, if me or you don't perform at our best, I think it's important someone points that out to you so that you can really look inward and reflect on why that was. And so I think you need to look at two performances now that have been you know, disappointing, bitterly disappointing. Dagenham was heaviest defeat of the season, and Bromley was was a in a way an anomaly. I, I, you know, I, I know it was only one nil, but I thought we looked shadows of ourselves at times in that match. Not maybe later on towards the end, but I think it's important that the players look inward this week and look at that and go, "We are better than that. We are much better than that," and it's time to show it.
0: Yeah, and I guess another cliche, because we seem to throw as many as we can in the pod oh, every yeah, week, yeah. is that you're only as good as your last game, and you've got to judge them off that Bromley game, and that should put fire in the belly for these players to go out and to do something different this weekend. And yeah, it was just, I mean, pre-match, it'd be interesting to know where everyone went as well for that. we I just about got into Box Park. Um,
2: chaos so for you. It
0: was chaos. I mean, the ticket queue by the time, I think... We got there just after one, so obviously the guaranteed entry before one tickets were now sort of invalid, but I think due to travel issues, et cetera, lots of people got there then. The queuing was a farce, and then they cut it in <laughs> half. It didn't seem overly packed, but I understand that they've got to have their own rules and regulations as to how many people they can safely have in there, given there's so much walking about and so many shop fronts et cetera. But yeah, it was just a, a chaotic day of carnage. London prices still knocked me for six. I paid £6 <laughs> for a shandy, which I just...
2: That, I, that, is, that is bad by anyone's stress. I mean, I, I bought a picture for £22. I thought that was good value for my uncle, my cousin, and my mum and dad with that. of
0: alcohol, not just a, a framed photo.
2: No, I, I, I mean, if they were selling framed photos, I probably would have bought one. But no, a picture of alcohol, yes. Um, other beverages are available and all that um i well, i just wanted to give a shout out rich to other, um you just said no other, to, no no you said what did i say
0: you said other beverages are available to they alcohol yeah, but you didn't say uh, beer. I,
2: just sounds. I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm just uh, yeah i mean other beverages in general are, are available picture rich. of you water Shandian? that probably yeah, would be water, 10 pound lemonade probably 11 pound um but I want to give a shout out to Maddie who because there was a, a band playing before. I don't know uh, when you were in there, if the band were on or anything. I was really supar- surprised they didn't get the Declan Swans there or more kind of, they had a lot of Welsh artists uh, that were up there, but I, I don't know. The band were good, but I was surprised it wasn't the Declan Swans. Anyway, this band were looking for like the, you know, one of the young and fans. They got up a girl called Maddie, who was absolutely brilliant in kind of like leading the chanting. So she wanted to go up and, um, you know, chant, we've well, got Mullin, super poor Mullin. And when she got up there and saw, I think that's what the dad wrote on Twitter, when she got up there and saw all the the sea of red, because by that point it was packed upstairs and down, um, she basically just started chanting red art. It was just great. It was really, really good. And a really good rendition of Amara Heed, which I put out on Twitter, um, at Rob Ryan Red. If you don't already follow us on there, do go follow us and like our stuff. Um, and that was really good as well, Rich. So you left Box Park and ended up where?
0: What was it? It's called Blue Check or something. It Blue was v- Check, yeah, that was it.
2: Yeah, Blue Check. It
0: wasn't as glamorous as Box Park. The beer garden had two um, very, I wouldn't even say second-hand, third, fourth-hand sofas with no cushions on them. <laughs> but it was sunshine. It was. What si- does a fourth-hand sofa look like? A it fourth, was tattered. I don't think I want
2: yeah. that. Yeah, but like the fourth-hand though is... Yeah. Anyway, we're not we're not some kind of sofa podcast, but Rich. After the game, so we've done the. I, I don't want to dwell on the game. Did you leave immediately? Because I did stay, spoke to some of the player families, and I did see Bromley lift the trophy. And you know what? Wrexham's players stood out there and watched that. I thought that was at least the least they could have done. You know what I mean? Yeah, they watched think... it and and it's fuel, mate. I thought I think Parky was saying to him, and, and the coach was saying, I'm "Gonna chin up," because what my my memory of that sort of final few moments was. Mullin on his knees. You know, he, he said himself, promotion is the aim, but FA Trophy Final Tournament, he shouldn't really be playing and he's too good for the level. Mm-hmm. He was on his knees by like, punching the turf, mate, in frustration. And that is exactly how I felt and I would have done the same if I was a player. So I looked at that, it was right in my eyeline, right near I was, where I was near the front. And yeah, that's my memory of it. That's exactly how I feel, just kind of like punch the turf. It felt like an opportunity missed, but also perfect fuel for what are two massive games for us two huge games in in recent years
0: yeah i wish i could be so sort of magnanimous and defeat and say i (laughs) stayed to the end and i clapped the bromley boys home i did i was i was out within 30 seconds of the full-time whistle and back in box park just trying to ha- enjoy the rest of my day. It was almost like, oh, I've come to London for a day out. There's a match of football on. Oh, let, let, let's not let that ruin my day out.
2: And Quick yeah. point of order, Rich. Very quick point of order, though. I don't know whether you saw it from where you were. It was hard to tell from where I was. A couple of medical emergencies. Um, both sound like they're OK now, but there was a lot of concern. And I did, I just want to uh, credit the players for, and the supporters, but I want to credit the, the players for getting the attention of the referee and basically saying, this has got to stop. Um, I think it was Mullin and a couple of others and the medical staff. Uh, raced up there quickly so I don't know if you could tell from where you were but um, yeah it you know thoughts are with anyone that was affected by that I think someone said they had a seizure so yeah glad to hear that all is well on those fronts
0: yeah absolutely and again another thing that sort of puts into perspective the nature of the day that it's disappointing but in the grand scheme of things you know it is only football at the end of the day and we've had you know we've still been very lucky to have what we've had this season and Again, it sort of brings me on to the point that, you know, like we said, it is just the FA Trophy at the end of the day. Promotion is that that main aim for us. But as long as you're going to watch Wrexham with, with the Red Army and you're having a laugh, having fun, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. And I know I know, there's extra the layers match. to it that we want, but my, yeah, like I said, the highlight of my day was the post-match party in Box Park where everyone was like, well, we're here now. Let's just make the most of it. And
2: that's Oasis what... got a great rendition, didn't it? I thought they. I thought. Well, and I, I know we were all singing "Don't Look Back in Anger" just moments after the FA Trophy final. But I tell you what, the atmosphere post match was about as good to rival pre match. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why, because at the end of the day, fans are just like, "Well, I've paid this money. I've come all this way. The sun's shining. Oh well, Wrexham didn't win. When do Wrexham ever win in a big game? Let's just get on with it and have a good time." And. That's still been my lasting memory of the day. Is that I went to London. Mm. I had a good time because naturally, when I logged back onto my work chat, I had lots of messages saying how was Wembley, lots of laughing faces uh, and yeah stuff. And I was like, you know what? It was a bloody good day out. I loved it. Was, it was.
2: It was. It was a good. Day. I mean, and, what were your thoughts on what were your thoughts on southern a southern chippy? Because you did get chips for your. Was, I think fuel. it
0: was more franchise though. I got fish and chips
2: in Box right. Park. Right, well, so well, well, I mean they, they were quite. I thought they were decent chips, to be honest, mate.
0: They were decent chips, but they didn't yeah. come with salt and vinegar on them. I had to take them really? back to get them salt and vinegar, which I wow. thought was
2: was yeah. So Box Park up your game, but all in all, Rich, a good day and onward and, we go now. Yeah. I was gonna onward. say
0: the highlight for me those green go. tracksuit tops. Where can oh. I get one? Surely this podcast, if there's one thing we can get from this podcast, it's one of those green tracksuit tops
2: because they are surely. things of beauty. Beautiful. I mean, I was thinking, would, it, would you want the full tracksuit or would you just want the top? Just the top. Just the top. Just so I mean, the top. I can, top, can wear yeah. it with
0: jeans when I do the big shop, then, can't I? And show everyone that. Yeah, you know, it,
2: I mean, I, I will see. be buying Surely that's got to come out sort of next season's leisure wear, surely. I mean, it it'll be all be. over the dock with Ryan. It's got But to. again, speaking um, of
0: how misfor- uh, m- misfortunate I uh, am.
2: Misfortune. How yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate.
0: Misfortunate. Obviously we had the, the ticket dilemma in Greece. Last year, yes. when all the leisure wear went on sale, I was at a Scottish castle with no signal. So I missed out on and all you that always, as well.
2: I remember, I remember. I remember actually weirdly I don't know why I'm keeping track a mental note of your holidays from years gone by. But um you always seem to love going to places with no signal, which is, I'm sure, very relaxing. Um, but also a nightmare. So maybe well, it maybe you come, need to start filtering by Wi Fi
0: Well, it could come in handy from full-time on Saturday couldn't yeah, it? if I can escape to somewhere with no signal. But
2: Well, talking about, Rich, talking about Saturday then, because this has been the big debate. I'm kind of jumping the gun here, what we're going to talk about. But look, it's the elephant in the room here. If Aaron Hayden is close to being ready to play, do you play him? Because I'm of the opinion that I'm looking beyond this season. I don't want to... And I know it's hyperbolic that, you know, am I risking a player's long-term health if I play him and he and he snaps his hamstring again or he does more damage to the hamstring But where are you on the Aaron Hayden has to play? I spoke to, um, I I don't know, girlfriend, wife, I'm not sure. Iona, um, before the Stockport game at home. And I think he had a scan on Monday and he was talking about, well, she was talking about how June the 5th was where they were looking at. So if we we were to get to the playoff final, that's what he was aiming for. But if there's a chance that he he might be 75% fit for, say, Saturday, do you play him from the off?
0: What do you reckon? Um, for me, it all has to come down to the player. If Arad feels that he can risk it and he's prepared to take that risk, then in a heartbeat, because I think that genuinely now, the only chance we've got of getting to the final or no maybe not the only chance, but really? our, our greater our chances our, our odds are much greater if Aaron Hayden plays. And I do think that he's such a class above and so good that I that a seventy five percent fit Hayden would do it for me. But like you said, it comes down to how the player's feeling and how far into his recovery actually is. Because like you said, it would be stupid and reckless and just not worth the gamble if it jeopardised his long term career as well. You've got to think Mm. about that. And if there's any chance of it ruining next season for us, like you said, it's got to be a really well educated risk if it does take place. I'm very much like I said. If it was my personal opinion, if I'm playing on FIFA Career mode and he's got a little, he's got a little <laughs> bandage. rather than green. He's, yeah, he's got a little bandage next to his name. I'm still putting him in from the starting lineup. Are you,
2: but... Rich? Are you saying that? Or are you, do you think because his stock? Let's let's not be let's not exaggerate. His stock was already very high, and he was a Player of the Season contender. And we had him in our final four of Player of the Season. Do you think his stock has gone ev- has gone up even more going out of the team? Because we said it earlier in the season about you know, Luke Young's among the fans, his level is 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 up, you know, kind of people's belief in him went up. Do you think he- in Hayden? Because all I can see at the minute is wow, without him in there, offensively, Tozer's throws look much less effective. Um, you know, defensively, he's he's solid as a rock. I think I think if anything, somehow Hayden's stock has risen even more.
0: Yeah, and it's the calmness and the presence he brings. He's a, he's really vocal. He's a great communicator. He's just as much of a sort of shining light on Max Kluwerth as Ben is. As is. As a trio, they just operate so well. The right wing back knows exactly what he's going to get from Aaron Hayden. The midfielders now know when he's going to push up and do his overlaps as well as a centre-half. The goalkeepers as well, they know what they're getting from Aaron Hayden. They know about his presence in both boxes as well. For me, he really is, you know, if he hadn't got injured he would have been very high up there in terms of the player of the season vote, which obviously we'll come on to and dissect those awards in a minute and how, how they panned out. But yeah, he's, he's excellent. He is so, so good. And I think that we've seen it in recent weeks because most of the goals have conceded have come down our left wing, which obviously is where Max plays with with McFadden. But I think that Aaron Hayden was being so vocal and helping them get into position that we weren't getting exposed as much. And in the last few weeks ever since Aaron's gone out of the team we've conceded lots of goals down the opposite flank to to where he's situated and for me that must be down to Aaron in, in some regard because you think about it at Woking you think about the goals we conceded you know in the and and in Dagenham and then mm. you think about the goal we conceded against Bromley they all came down that same flank so there surely must be something in it where Aaron Hayden does help orchestrate and you know properly sort of manage that back free along with bentoza and yeah i just feel like we've missed him so much and for me he really is just irreplaceable which is no disrespect to the players in reserve it's just that aaron Mm -hmm. hayden is so good and such a high level
2: Two very quick points of order then, Rich, while I remember, because let's get on to the player of the season in in one second. But two points of order. Very quickly, the picture, the team photo that was out before Wembley. And we tweeted out, where's Sean Brisley? Where's Kwame Thomas, people asked. No, they haven't already been released. Um, Both were there at Wembley. The explanation I got as to why they were not there was one of confusion. Um, Not sure why they, they weren't there. But no, uh, they haven't already been, you know, let go and and such. Whether that is the case at the end of the season, who knows? We'll wait until the end of the season to see what happens. But as of now, they are still very much part of the squad and went up with the rest of the squad to get, you know, runners-up medals and all that sort of thing. So that's that cleared up. And secondly, Rich, big crowd expected at the race on Saturday. Even more reason to go and sign the Stadium of the North campaign. It will be in the in the kind of the description, the bio of this episode, do go and sign it. It takes two minutes to sign and you can just share it with someone else on WhatsApp, Facebook, wherever. Because I think it's about seven, it's tipped over 7,000 signatures. I mean, there'll be about 10,000 on Saturday. We can get more and it's really important that we continue to keep putting the pressure on to get a cop. You know, we're trying to get this funding and I know Humphrey said at the London Reds, meeting that um before the final that you know the club will will push on even if the, there's no funding but obviously the funding would be vital in terms of allowing us to use our own funds on on other things and and you know not use the bulk of them on the cop but you know let sign the signature it's, it's a really quick thing I, I i don't want to come across like uh what what's the guy called in those pictures uncle sam Is yeah that was it that was called i don't want to come across like some kind of curly head uncle sam but at the same time, go and sign the signature. Um, you know, we need you to sign the signature. So please go and do that. I know I've made a really impassioned plea here, but I've signed it. Uh, I'm sure Rich has. and Even my mum signed look, it. It took her a few mom days. Even your mum signed it. But she did. Well, you know, she
0: managed to navigate the... It's it. great.
2: And today I was reading about Brian Flynn was talking about the beauty of the cop. We had Mickey Thomas on recently, didn't we? Talking about his amazing memories of the cop, you know, go back and listen to that one. If you haven't already a recent episode, it's just really important. And if you can, if you can sign it uh, and let us know on Twitter, share it. If you, if you share it with us, if you want, and, and let us know you've signed it. Um, We would be very appreciative. And I'm sure the people who are running that campaign would also. Yeah. So, so there so you go, Rich. I don't know. Get on. The, what, what, what else do we want to talk about before we end with our chat with Lloyd, which is actually very funny and good fun.
0: So player of the season was Paul Mullen, as was the same of our vote. Goal of the season was Super Paul Mullen in front of Ryan Reynolds against Stockport County.
3: Down the other end we go. It's Mullen. Mullen's through a goal. Mullen chips the keeper. He's done it. He's done it. Absolutely brilliant.
0: The most interesting one, Nathan, that you know you mentioned in the earlier weeks as well, is who they would give players player to. It's quite often mm. different to the fan vote. and. Went to Jordan Davis, who I know you certainly have given your vote to as well. Young Player of the Year went to Max Kluwerth, who was always going to win the award. He didn't really have any competition, but it's credit to him. How far he's come in the in the last year is incredible. The Women's Player of the Season went to Rosie Hughes, who just scores goals for fun. And Women's mm. Young Player of the Year went to Amber Lightfoot. So congratulations to everyone who won those awards and yeah, it's like we said. The Players' Player of the Year is always a really interesting one, Nathan. Yeah. All credit to Jordan for for taking that one home.
2: There must be a lot of pride in your teammates picking you. That you know, obviously, everyone would like to win Player of the Year, and Moyn you know deserved it. I think every time I come and predict someone's going to win or I make the case for them on this podcast, which they never win. We saw Johnson last season and Jordan Davis this season. So I'm sorry to any future players I I pitch. Rich's, Rich's selections always seem to come out on top, but. Yeah, you know, Mullen's had a fabulous season. I mean, top score in the National League, it's hard to argue with. But I thought it was testament you heard Luke Young speak in the video montage. Uh, I think Mullen spoke as well. Can't remember exactly who else spoke in it. Toza Matadon as well. Um, He was talking about, yeah, you know, Mullen said he's quite a quiet lad. Goes about his business. But he's also great off the pitch as well. He's great with the lads off the pitch as he is on it. And, sorry, it was Max, not Toza. Max said, George's brilliant. Like, he... He'd to score twenty goals from midfield and and with everything he's gone through, mowen said it. has got his own, um, you know, got his own child, and he said, given everything he's gone through, to just be able to put that to one side, really, or to channel it and use it to to help the team. You know, I couldn't be prouder of Jordan, and I would have loved to have seen him sweep you know, sweep the board. He could have, he could have ended up with player of the season, players player, goal of the season. Would he have qualified for young player? You know, he could have potentially ended up with everything um i'm just glad he got recognized with something because i know mullen's had a fabulous year brilliant year but yeah really really proud and i thought um jordan's girlfriend kelsey put out a really nice message after the final i think it was uh the Trophy final which said you know i couldn't have been more proud of you, you make me proud of your day um you know everything you've done and, and, and battle through and you know i think i think she said nan and granddad passed away as well as um their son arthur so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got goosebumps just talking about everything George's been through and, you know, real inspiration. I, I know Max said he was an inspiration to the younger lads. I'd argue he's an inspiration to everyone in the entire fan base. Um, knows exactly what it means to play for Wrexham. He's a fabulous player that will go on and play a lot higher, as Mullen said. And, you know, no one should have to go through that much adversity and, and still be scrutinised to the level of a footballer is every single week. And, you know, football is an unforgiving environment. People... Not saying people don't care about your off-field problems, but people expect you to perform on a week-to-week basis. So, you know, to to put everything aside like that and perform, particularly in that stretch where we played Woking, he went home, um, his nan passed away, and then he comes and, and has a a, a match, man of the match display against Weymouth when we were struggling that first half. Yeah, I I, I cannot speak more highly of Jordan, and and I'm, I'm I'm thrilled to have him at our football club. I I, I you know he is someone that I'm so proud to show off as, as someone who plays for my football club.
0: Yeah, it's just pride, isn't it? He is one of our own and what a testament he is, what a young man he is, what an incredible human being and a footballer, what a role model for the future of Wrexham and what credit he is as well to the club for nurturing such a young talent, bringing him back, didn't have it easy when he came back to Wrexham. I know that we said his confidence looked a bit lost. He maybe himself looked a bit lost having been at a Premier League club and it hadn't panned out the way he wanted it to. But he's come back, he's rebuilt his career maybe in, in a sense. And he's playing incredible football, some of the highest level in you know anyone's ever played in the national league. I remember Luke Garrard, the Borough Wood manager, said he was by far the best midfielder in the league. And I guess that's what brings on to this weekend, because yes, we're playing Grimsby. Yes, the pessimists sinners us will worry. And <laughs> I will go on in this interview to say, you know, I am worried for Saturday, but we have got such a talented team, such an incredible team of footballers and human beings who are all striving to get Rexham back in the Football League. That is their goal. We've got a manager who deeply cares. Yes, at times his emotions might be a little bit conservative and he might try to keep them inside as much as he can, but this team cares and they're going to do everything they can. And I just hope, just hope that this weekend, by the full-time whistle, we've still got that team where we're so proud of them and they've given their all on the pitch because that's all we can ask for you to do. And yeah, Naif, we are very delighted to say we had a special guest this week. We were joined by comedian Lloyd Griffith, who you, most of you will probably know from his work on Soccer AM. And yeah, he's going to bring us the Grimsby angle ahead of the playoff semi-final this weekend. We're joined this week by Grimsby. Are we going to call you Superfan? Are, we, are, you the, are you the most famous
3: oh, Grimsby fan, good lord? Oh no, just fan if that's all right, because then I'll get stick from a load of Grimsby Town fans thinking like, oh, did you give them that script, did you? I don't know. They opted to call me that. No, um, no there's loads of Grimsby Town fans, famous Grimsby Town fans. Um, i would just say fan if that's all right.
0: That's fine. We'll just label you a fan then. So Lloyd, of course, Grimsby into the playoff semi-final against Wrexham. We came through the eliminator at Knots. I think you've had two great trips to Knots this season. Haven't you? you had that picture early in the season that went viral of that the limbs at full time.
3: Yeah, that was my picture.
0: World famous artist as well. Oh, I man. mean,
2: thank
0: you. Super fan and a world famous photographer.
3: Um, no, no, he's, he's not a
2: super. He's not a super <laughs> fan. What he just said. He's just a regular. He's just I'm a regular a, fan. A, who takes. Look.
3: I'm a fan, I'm a super photographer. How about that? Hey, look, that picture was a work of art.
2: It reminded mm. me of that one, Rich. Um, you see that one in Manchester where the bloke's holding his pint, yeah. and like lined yeah. uh, That's it's, Manchester it's up? News, that. That's it's that really, up there with that. Really? It's up there with that. It's up there with
3: that. Very renaissance. A few days later, after that game. um, So I think the game was on the Saturday, the 12th of February, if I remember rightly. Because then on Monday, I went to Paris with my girlfriend. Um, She was working out there, so I went with her. And then we we ended up going to the Louvre. And um, I was like, oh, can we just go in? Can we go into this specific room? So, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, my girlfriend's an artist. So she was like, oh, that's weird. Why do you want to go into that? And (laughs) and it was basically to take a photo for a meme. And she was absolutely (laughs) fuming that um, that's why we went to the Louvre and spent £25 a ticket, just so I can have a photo next to a big picture um for essentially 48 likes
0: it's worth it though it is worth it's it worth you've got, it. You've got to it. take the risk you've hey, got to lads, risk.
3: it's now tax deductible okay that trip so <laughs> and as long as i talk about it on a publication then it's even more tax deductible so that's why go. it's come
0: on that's why it's come <laughs> on we knew it was too good to be true so lloyd not on monday night then
3: how was that it was out of this world as you said we've already had like um, an amazing play out at Knox County early this season where it was two one and we scored a last minute winner and you're kind of thinking that's not going to happen again is it? And as we were chatting on email earlier, like I don't really get too beat up about other teams. I just want us to do well. I just kind of like focus on us and I don't, you know, with I, know, I mean this in no horrible way, um, apart from the bloke with the mullet, Kyle Cameron. And that Rodriguez, I didn't really know any of the Notts County players, and maybe that's. And that, I'm not throwing shade. That's you know, and, and I'm sure a lot of Grimsby Town fans did. But there was no one really that kind of tickled me pickle that day, and we just always looked like we were gonna we were gonna win. When we went down one 0 and obviously we're distraught. thinking you you know we've, we've got to do it. My mum to My mum goes to Grimsby Town games. She's a season ticket holder and stuff. And she always, when we go one-nil down, she says, Oh, with well, the comeback Kings. Because, like, three times at the beginning of the season, we came back and, like, in quite a triumphant way. I'm like, Mom, that is not a thing anymore. And then the last few weeks, or like last month or so, it actually has been a thing. Like, you know, we went two-nil down at Barnet and we managed to kind of like bring it to two-all and stuff. And, you know, last minute, of the, last 10 seconds of the game. Mad. And then last Mad. minute of extra time. It was just, it's up there when we got promoted last time. And I said, I've just said that as if we're going to get promoted this year. I sound like a Wrexham fan. Um, <laughs> we beat Braintree in the semi-final, and that was an amazing day out. But I have to say, uh, Monday night in 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 Nottingham was pretty. Like, it was up there. It was one of the one of the greats.
2: Uh, Just absolute limbs rich on both. You know, even for me, I was watching because I watched it and I thought Grimsby are much the better team, and looked. You know, not I thought Knots looked bang average really, and then. Penalty was a penalty. And, mm. and yeah, I, I love the the interview. Um, what's the lads name? I'm going to say it wrong now. Desa, Desa, what's his name? Manny. Help me, Lloyd. Manny, yeah Manny, yeah. Manny, um, yeah. And, 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 so. and, you know, he, he, I loved his, uh, you know, kind of break it down for you. The, the, the winning guard just sort of, <laughs> you know, threw it. I just threw myself at it, basically. And uh, that's the kind of, like, niche content I like in the, the National <laughs> League. Just throwing myself at the ball and also Sean Pearson getting booked without stepping on the pitch was... But Sean, uh, Sean
3: yeah. Pearson is one of those players, and obviously when you let him go, we were like, thank you so much. You know, he's he's coming. We out. were sad. We were sad for yeah, us. But yeah, but look, you know, Sean brings something to a team that a lot of people don't even understand. Mm-hmm. He is he's the, he's the embodiment of a, of, of a squad player. Every, like Kings Lynn. I, I've got a friend who is sat near the players, and he's like... He was just in the fourth official's ear the whole time. And it's great to have someone, you know, you've got Hurst and Doiger concentrating on the game, and then you kind of need someone just to get into the fourth official. And that's what he does. And he's not scared. And he knows the game. Oh, my God. Like, he's so, his stats and his kind of, like he's just knowledge of football that just, Goes beyond like you or I am not belittling, you know, both of you. But it's just, it's just his knowledge of of the game is unbelievable, and I think he'll have an incredible career post playing wherever it may be because of his the respect that other players have for him, but also as I keep banging on about, just the knowledge that he has for this game.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that maybe cost us early doors when we let so many players like him go last season, Mm -hmm. him and Mark Carrington, we just didn't have those players who understood the club, like you said, who are just so invaluable, they're so priceless to what they bring to the team. In terms of Wrexham versus Grimsby then, what sort of memories do you have of the fixture? Obviously, from our point of view, we've got that trophy final 2013, (sighs) you know, back when we used to win at Wembley, and we've got our anniversary game where we had a sellout and then you came, John Lewis ruined the day for us. John Lewis, yeah.
2: You should have stopped at Wembley, Richard. That was the good, st- and then you've you've brought in a, a very well, tragic, it just feels sad like memory. Rixon
0: versus Grimsby has always been a massive match, and then this feels like this is the the biggest one. Well, Grimsby
2: have sold to. out. Grimsby have sold out. This feels huge, is not it? Because two massive clubs that should be up. We don't know how promotion works. We've forgotten. Um, and you you did it, like you say, at Brainsy. But are you going the game? Are you, are you going to be where are you are going to be watching the game?
3: Yeah, I'm going to the game. Um, let's say we've got like there's. Um, We've got season tickets as a family. And um, away games, Grimsby, they, they, I wouldn't say rowdy, but you don't sit down. <laughs> this is really bad. My, my two aunties, they can't stand up. Like, they've got um, <laughs> joint problems. So when they were like, oh, we're going to go to Knots County, I was like, I was planning on using their season tickets for for my other mate as well. I was like, oh, you know, everyone will be stood up for the whole game, all 90 minutes. Like, Will, they I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I showed him that photo of Limbs. I was like, it's like that. Because, like, it's one for one, so no one really sits in their seat, so no one really sits down. They're like, oh, right, well, I'm not doing that then. I'm like, yeah, you, you best watch it from, from somewhere else. So then I managed to kind of, like, use all our four season tickets to kind of then just get – which is horrible. But then I was like, oh, my God, I hope everyone stands up during Notts County game, because otherwise I'm I'm going to be, you know, up for adoption. Um and same thing as well, bless them. Like, they don't really, they don't really do away games. You know, they'd probably... They, I'd say they go to Scunthorpe or, you know, potentially, you know, they've done Mansfield in the past. But, the, yeah, this is a bit far from. So, um, I'm going. It was like Glastonbury. I mean, like, just with the Wi-Fi. 1,200 tickets is an absolute abysmal. But, you know, um, your stadium's not as big as say someone like Knox Counties. So, it is, yeah, it's weird. I'll be there. I'm quite, you know, um, I was nervous on Monday. I think just because it was the first hurdle and there is so much everyone's talking about Rex and being the underdog, like you, you're really not. You know what I mean? You're spending however much money on a bloke who takes throw-ins. I mean, that's not an underdog story. You know what I mean? You've got a lot of money. And so I think we definitely go in as the underdogs. Um, Would you agree with that?
0: I think, like you said there, I think particularly because the, Money we're paying, external media and stuff. Like you said, there's, there's been lots of money spent on this Rexham side. We're still only one year in as a squad, which we've sort of used as our caveat. But if you boil it down and put maybe in black and white, then, you know, we should be the team that's winning. Because like you said, we've got Oli Palmer and Paul Mullin. That's a League One strike force. You've got Ben Tosa, who won League Two you know, last year. So our it's team is... A League One
3: defender, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's what I we, mean. We, but we're Wrexham. We're so pessimistic about what we've seen. And we've just seen ourselves almost win the title last day and lose 3-0 to Dagenham. then we've lost in the FA Trophy found to Bromley. But the argument I've said to, I think it's to as well, is we've always, we have done well in the biggest games this season. And weirdly, Dagenham and Bromley aren't really the big teams in the league, but we think back to Oli Palmer's debut for us against you. We won, beat Stockport 3-0. I do think that you know, I mean, it is just the time where we're going to find out what Wrexham are really made of. Did you come to the race course for that last game earlier in the season
3: when Ollie Palmer no, I haven't? I haven't been to uh, what? what the, I was working, I think. What date was it? Can you remember? It was a Tuesday night. I mean, yeah,
2: I for a fact. Tuesday, a Tuesday night where Ollie Palmer's debut. I, Rich, what I will say while we're trying to work out the exact date of that Grimsby game is that I, I, if we were at Blundell Park, I'd be resigned to, to it all being over, which is just classic wrecks and pessimism. Because <laughs> we we went to we've been to Blundell Park once together, me and you Rich, when we basically were on a run of going to games where we never saw the team win when we went together. So we yeah, had to I sort went, I went of,
0: six years when away day win. We, we had to
2: first. sort of like split our friendship up for a bit until we saw enough games of wins. But we went, I think Craig Disley scored in front of us and it pissed down with rain on the way yeah. home in a storm and, and it was it was it, the it best was a definite
0: well, Nate, someone, was someone, tripped game
2: me, was. someone tripped me up in the McDonald's before, which is the McDonald's mm. in Cleveland. Someone just deliberately was like, saw me in the Wrexham shirt, knocked me over and was like, you know, what are you... It was a very bizarre away day, basically. And, <laughs> I've, yeah. and I've not been back since then to Blundell Park. But what were you going to say?
0: Well, to show how far Wrexham have come, that trip to Grimsby, we went as fans and at half time, the club secretary sent me a text saying, can you live tweet the second half? <laughs> I didn't turn up. <laughs> that so was the it. first half, there was no Wrexham coverage online. And then I had to tweet from the away end, and my phone died in about the seventieth minute. That's so was Hollywood. There only about mate. half an hour of tweets. And that's Hollywood. Now man. look at us. Now, now we've got yeah, David Beckham like and it. Will Ferrell watching us lose at Wembley. Yeah, that's... So, the mood then, Lloyd, like you said this weekend, Grimsby's just gonna embrace being the party poopers and being the underdogs with nothing to lose.
3: Yeah, I mean, you keep saying party poopers, like with this, like you, honestly, your lads' narrative. It's like, I'm not. I'm not sure if this is reverse psychology that he's working on. Maybe. Oh yeah. Like, oh, oh God! John McAtee's going to score the winner in the 88th minute. It's like, lads, you spent five and a half million quid on a defender. You know what I mean? Like Oli Palmer's on 55 grand a week. It's like <laughs> you get three billion quid a year from TikTok. Like what? Like what are you? Like we are absolutely the underdogs. You finished. 100 percent. Hundred percent. I agree you, with that. 100%. You finished higher. You're at home. We've got a tiny allocation. So we can only do what we can do. do you know what I mean, we'll turn up, you know, it'll be 1,200 and we'll be mm. singing our outs out for the lads. And the players will go and do what they've, you know, they've hopefully done. And we've had it, you know, like yourselves. It's been a roller coaster season, for, I think, for pretty much every team. Like mm. no one has had it straightforward. Stockport, even though they won, do you know what I mean it was nervy until the last few days? Chesterfield went from winning the league to only just clinching. Uh, uh, the uh, playoff spot, you know, with a yeah. goal at Woking, you know, we, we had an absolute shock. We went 10 games just without a win and we mm. went from first to, you know, whatever. So that is the, oh, I don't want to say beauty of the national league. That is the character <laughs> of the national league, you know, where it is just so unpredictable. Mm. So this game really all bets are off and I'm sure cookies yeah. are, you know, very much going against that. But, um, but uh, you know we are, you know, I think we just got to go there and, and do our job, and it is just for anyone to win, and you can't predict. Like, you no. know, I, I'm not sure if you are going to ask me for a prediction. I'd like to tell you what I'd love for the score to be, and that's for us to win 18 nil, and you know, right, Ali Palmer to maybe go off in the 70th minute with you know an ingrown toenail. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I it's it's just too unpredictable. It's this well, league is too unpredictable, and and you know, like on on Monday night, you know, you look at us, we. I'd say it was we were probably not the underdog on Monday, but we managed to we managed to do it and stuff. So
2: outside of outside of McAtee then because like I say, I watched that game on Monday night. I was, I mean, my man of the match went to Fox. I thought he was, oh, I thought he was class in the midfield. I thought he was a Rolls Royce in yeah. the midfield, which is cliche. But uh, who who else are the ones that like that could actually cause it? Well, so so looked like he 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 had so many ideas and then so few ideas in the space of about yeah. five seconds.
3: I'm not sure if you've seen that we have just done a press conference at half six. We've got seven players out for Saturday.
2: Anyone that played on
3: yeah, all six all played on yeah Monday. They're all out. Or
2: Mcatee not playing? Or we're doing this, <laughs> look What's, at Rich writing
3: uh, it down, mate. Uh, I'm just well, absolutely, uh, absolutely uh, riding <laughs> on the bus, though, lads. It, yeah, it looks like a fully fixed happen- squad. Have you just nah, 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 we're nah, all nah, fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of your rich, faces rich, it, it, just let up there. No, I was just, I was just yeah, trying, trying. You're yeah. making yeah. notes there, like an like an absolute journalist.
2: Rich, what? Rich, what? Who invited Lloyd on? We've been mugged off on our own. sorry. Who are the who were the people? Like I say, Ben Fox had been someone that seems it seems like from what i could see been out and i was really impressed with him i thought he was yeah thought he was class yeah.
3: and it, again it's it's kind of um you know we've i'd say of the team that you saw on monday six of those have been pretty much first team throughout and then it's just revolved and it's revolved because of various reasons injuries you know people being brought in through loans through you know purchases or you know so uh Gav Houlihan came in, transfer window, great acquisition from Hartlepool. And he's kind of like slotted in, slotted at the right time because we had a lad go um, back to Hull. We also had Arjan Reiki injured. So, you know, we were looking for a midfielder. He'd come in and slotted next to Ben Fox, who came in maybe like six games ago after a bit, bit of an injury. And then, you know, McAtee was out for a little while and Taylor was out for a little while. Um, but, and again, I'm not, you know, I don't want I don't, to big as up too much, but what what is great is that we've got a, a really nice squad. And on Monday night, you know, we took off McAtee and took off Taylor, who are absolutely our two kind of like goal threats, really, brought on um, Abrams and uh, Disouve, And I think that's how you say it. Um, and then we played three at the back. And then we, when we scored, it's like ah, oh, we've got to play this formation for the next thirty, and it worked. It works fine. Do you know what I mean? So Pearson was in the squad. He took a little knock, and then Andy Smith came in. Andy Smith has done a good job, and then Luke Waterfall took a knock, and so Sean came in, and you know, so people have just been coming in. It's just, it's just work. So there's, you know, you've got to look at that squad that we took on on Monday and say there's, there's really, you know, touch wood, kind of like no. No dross there, and in National League, you look at a lot of teams that we've played, and I'm sure you see the same. You'll be like, "Oh my god, that player is absolutely how are they in that squad?" But then someone has bad days, you know. So I'm not going to completely judge everyone. So, you know, who who, who are you scared of from our side?
2: I'm well, scared of Luke Waterfall heading in at the back post in the 98th minute. Um, yeah, I was going to say uh, this
3: is as a
0: as a Wrexham fan, I'm sure you get as well, Lloyd. Any former player scares me no matter how crap they've been for your club they scare me to death and you've got you got Pearson Waterfall. Pearson's great for us, Waterfall didn't really get a chance you've got Maguire Drew who scored that one worldie for us I think was at Maidenhead He's, or something. he scored
2: a worldie, I was there at Maidenhead when I thought he was you know a Ballon d'Or contender for, for the future mm-hmm. you know Jordan Maguire Drew killing Mbappe early in Haaland but then it turned out that actually he, he, he wasn't a future Ballon d'Or winner I don't know I it's got, quite I, sad what? actually
3: how 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 are those
0: three sort of settled in Grimsby? Obviously Pearson. Oh, Pearson like just allowed. slotted straight
3: back in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, he was yeah, he's he he would spend a lot of time, I think, uh in between seasons in Grimsby as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of family there. Obviously, his uh wife is is from the area, mm-hmm. so he just slotted in fine. Luke Waterfall, if I'm honest, I've completely forgot that he played for 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 you guys. Um Luke so Waterfall has been an absolute hero this season. Um, just been a real tree at the back, um, and has got a number of goals and a number of assists. And I think it's fair to say he didn't have the, his greatest season last season, but nobody did under the stewardship of uh, Ian Holloway and the previous uh, ownership. You know, so I think you just have to write off last season. Sadly, he mm. came in this season, just shows the mentality of the man that he's just—he's a completely new player, an absolute renaissance. He's—he's—he's he's, he's been. An incredible leader and you know we've had various i've talked about we've had various different people coming in left back right back partnering alongside him at, at center half and he's he's just stewarded them in a way that's just beautiful to see really uh jordan Maguire drew again someone that we didn't really know much about he came from woking and he's, he's been great and again comes on he, he, he two assists um no, well, no, they weren't assists. They were like, they were, they were, uh, no, they weren't assists, were they? But I mean, they were from his mm. free kicks. Mm. And His free kicks, his corners are, are are deadly. You know, we didn't really have a free kick in in a goal scoring position directly. But again, he's one of them that can, and he scored he scored some beauties as well. But you know, it's a great team. It's really sad that Sean Scannell and Michiel Fete are out injured at the moment, but we've got cover in those areas, and you know, even goalkeepers, have got three quality goalkeepers and we can only have one on the pitch you know one realistically in the squad so um it's a real headache for paul urs um as to who 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 he picks and i really like the look of the team at the moment um and again you know you've got Oli palmer which was our fear that he'd come come and score against us and that's exactly what he did but you know not to sound bitter but that's what you're getting you're getting a league one striker that has dropped down two divisions you know for money, I'm friends with Ollie. I mean, I was uh, I saw him last um, uh, Wednesday. I just um, I just played at Old Trafford. No big deal. Um, so did I. Uh, oh, I did you? not play. Old, I yeah. did not play Old Trafford. Oh, did you? Like yeah, yeah.
0: I bagged on the Monday. It was on last week's podcast. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah if you yeah, can edit yeah. that
3: bit out, then that'd be great. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he, he. I saw saw him on the train, and you know, I still think it's mad that he's commuting from Wrexham mm. to south london um we had a footballer like that called martin butler you know I, I, he had a very bad back and i hope that Oli palmo doesn't get a bad back, back for saturday that'd be awful <laughs> wouldn't it, lads? um but yeah you know the, it's obviously the threat that you've got you know him you've got, you know we've faced mullin so many times we've had to defend toes's uh long throws but um you know, we've got a long thrower in our own squad now. I'm not sure if we saw him the other night. We actually didn't get that many opportunities up there, and he's absolutely unbelievable. I and mean, he did not cost the same price as um, Toza.
2: I think it'll be a belting game, Rich. I think, I think, yeah, you know, Paul Hurst, Phil Parkinson, both football league quality managers. Yes. Two, it's just two massive clubs in it. I know you can get wrapped up in it, but when I look at the playoffs, you know, Notts County, massive club. They've gone out, they'll be there another year. Chesterfield have been in the football league. Wrexham, Grimsby, like whoever goes, it's going to end up with Solihull getting promoted probably. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's Wrexham, Grimsby. I'm not going to be there. Rich is going to be there.
3: Look, Why are you you're not going being, to be
2: there, Nathan? I, I'm, I'm having to suddenly. I had to make a decision between whether I would rather take my leave for the final or the semi-final, <laughs> and so I decided uh, that I would rather take the final. Um, so when we mm-hmm. evidently. Get there that I wouldn't have to work that shift. So there we are.
3: <laughs> the arrogance! You take hey, the yeah, final on, off. You're come, not even there, come, mate. Come
2: on, come on. Yeah, yeah, but, but at Lloyd, least Lloyd, Wales did, are playing Lloyd, the World did, Cup core. Like that This, so is, a this is a fair oh, point. This is a fair point. Oh,
3: pick your allegiances, guys. You're either in the no, English I'm, league or you spe- no. spot the Welsh national team. Right. What's
2: well, I've as I've done every year uh when we've made the playoffs, which you know isn't a guarantee. Uh, in recent times but every time we've made the playoffs I've always gone and booked the playoff final and we never make it so actually that's probably a good omen for you Lloyd to be honest uh, that I booked it
3: I have got i I've got work on on the playoff final day um I've got a gig um and I'm almost certain the promoter of the gig doesn't listen to this podcast
2: <laughs> I'm almost certain he doesn't
3: um and that, thats no shade on you as well. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he, just he, come
2: on here shading our audience figures. What's going he's, on here?
3: He's a—he's a Cockney that lives in Edinburgh. I don't think he's listening to this. Okay, lads. I'm.
2: Well, yeah, we'll—we'll
3: um, we'll, we'll allow it. But um, yeah, I need to. If if we were to get to the final, pull out of that, and he would absolutely hate me. And it's a very good paying gig, if I'm being brutally honest. So I, but uh, I mean, I'm not missing it. So. Um, yeah, there's not much I can do really. What's also and, I can, quite...
2: and I can't fill in for you if you do yeah. make it. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I'm not sure I have the, oh,
0: the pattern. No, you know, yeah, I mean, they, they, worst case, we'll do it. We'll, we'll fill in. That, between that's okay. us. People oh. be like,
2: oh, so I've turned up for Lloyd. Where's Lloyd? I mean, He's, uh, he's at the London Stadium um, oh. watching, yeah, uh, and I, I'll just, and I'll you just give
3: you, I'll just give you my seven jokes and just see how far you can get, really. Yeah, we'll split them, Rich,
2: three and a half each. Um, um, but I'm actually but no, working.
3: Yeah. I'm working this weekend in Blackpool, uh, and, I, and I just did not have the playoff final, a uh, playoff date in my diary. Right. At the beginning of the season, unlike you two, who booked it off four years ago, Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, have you got, have you booked hotels in London that weekend? Oh God, no, no.
0: I just book May off every year, just because I know Rexman will be involved. Well, you, well on,
2: like so. you, you booked off, you booked off a, a post trophy party, uh, and that didn't really. We drowned our sorrows no. in Box Park, and, and very much regretted it on the the tube on the home. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the Monday, Rich no, was just no, off no, on the Monday. No, so did. Have, you, have
3: you have you booked a hotel already?
2: No, because I, I live down here, so... Of oh, uh, course you do, sorry you know, yeah. So I, 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 I don't... I mean, to be honest, I could just be bougie and book a hotel in Stratford anyway, just for the... Uh, yeah. Just for, But no, I've, I, like I say, I'll be there on Sunday. The last time I... Was it the last time I got to the final? Last time I definitely remember booking it off, Boreham Wood and Tramier got to the final, and that was a very uh, depressing afternoon. Um, oh, mate. So we'll see. I don't know, mate. I'm looking forward to a good game on Saturday, I think.
3: I don't know, what, like I say... What, can I just can I ask you? I know, obviously, it's your podcast. Go for it. What, 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 do you th- what do you want to happen and what do you think will happen? And be honest, because again, I think, I, I've, yeah, I've, I've yeah, not I, really spoken to many other Wrexham fans. What do yeah, I want I, to
2: happen, Rich? What, what do I want to happen? I want well, us to win 3-0, put the trophy hangover and the Dagenham hangover behind us and, and make Grimsby look leggy and you know stretch the pitch and play well, obviously. What do I think will happen? If I'm trying to be in the slightest bit optimistic, I think it will go to extra time. I think you'll take us to extra time again and then I've no idea. I'm not very optimistic going to the game based on the last two performances. But look, we've lost once at home all season to when we were down to 10 men against Yeovil. So I think...
3: Have you? you, You've only lost once all season?
2: Once at home, so...
3: I did not know that. So, look, so we've got,
2: you know... I we're, wish we're, I knew
3: that before coming on this podcast, lads.
2: But look, we've not won every, you know, we've not, we're not won every game. So I, I think you can think, do that gig, don't worry. Yeah, you reckon? Oh, Rich, they, we're setting ourselves up for this to be replayed <laughs> no, on some but, Grimsby yeah. fans forum. I don't know what the fans forum will be called, but we'll be there just saying, uh, have you heard these yeah, two yeah, but, lads on the podcast that booked it off work four years in advance, said Lloyd?
0: People <laughs> take it as no, fact. No, we're doomed. Yeah, you've got to it embrace it, do not you? But yeah, I think, same yeah. was Nave, I think... Ideally, we do what we did to Stockport a few weeks ago, yeah. 3-0. And we just, you know, we, we've been shaky. Every first half of the season, we've been really shaky in there for the taking. So if we just subdue you and get to halftime level, I think there'll be one goal in it and it'll be scored late on in the second half. I, I'd say one goal either way. The pessimist in me says it's it's going to be Grimsby a win just because I cannot envisage in my mind whatsoever a trip to the London. State but it'll be fascinating.
2: It'd be fascinating if Grimsby score first just to see how the crowd react because, like you say, you'll have twelve hundred that are going nuts that don't sit down because if they do, you know, Lloyd's aunties are going to go nuts. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, oh, they're, 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 those those twelve hundred will not be sat down. That's be, what I'm saying. They're not. They'll be. They're going be, to be. I. I. You know, we were i got got uh, various friends, obviously, that couldn't get to the, the the game on Monday. And they're like, we could not hear. And also, watched it on TV, listened to it on the radio. Whatever it was very the loud. It was, it? They were like, couldn't hear in Notts County until they scored. And then after that, it was like, you know, you drowned them out again. So, but I do think that is often the case. I mean, we've been at Blumble Park this year. And, you know, you're in your own seats. You get into a routine. You get a bit lazy sometimes. And sometimes yeah. the away fans are louder. So well, yeah, and then the
0: way day is a full day out when you've been on the piss all day, isn't it?
3: Like yeah, whereas so, some people will be going, Oh, I've got I've got I've got to do a big shop on the Saturday morning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or I've got to drop the kids off at me, mum's or whatever. So it's like it's not really the same as I'm gonna have a cause at 6:35. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know, Rich. So you you reckon you reckon Grimsby. I'll say that we'll just for, I'll just say we'll edge it in extra time, but I I don't think it's straightforward. I think I think there's a you know, you you're going into it with a bit of momentum. You won that game you know buzzing after that i i don't think you're going to be that knackered you've had a few days rest of the week to do it but i'm also agree with you i i'm not i don't believe Rex. some of these you know plucky underdogs that uh you know we're we're, we're, we're the massive favorites to win the game and the pressure's all on us i think i think grimsby is sort of playing with house money in a way or they're playing with your gig money if anything they're playing with I'm Lloyd's happy.
3: gig money. I'm happy it. I'm happy to donate that if you win. Although no way I won't because I won't be getting that money. And yet. you're just
2: out of pocket. You're not getting the money, you're just giving money away at that point.
3: If we if we if we don't make obviously this is very selfish if we don't make it, I get to earn a bit of decent money on the Sunday, and then on the on the Monday I'm flying to Greece, so it just means I won't be hung over. But then if I am hung over I'll be absolutely fine with that. Do you know what I mean? Well, based on based on
2: Rich's based on Rich's experience, Greek Wi-Fi is terrible, as you discovered trying yeah. to buy tickets on Greek Wi-Fi. It doesn't. It's not very really good. So if you do go out to Greece and you need to get to the playoff, I oh know you're going to off You're going to Greece after the playoff. Yeah, final, after,
3: the, it. after the, yeah, it'll be after the playoff final. Whoever is there, lads. Whoever is there.
2: Well, look, thanks, Lloyd, for coming. Oh, will we'll,
3: we'll, Will Will Ryan and Robbie there on Saturday? Do you reckon? Yes, they will. They will 100%. be there.
2: They will be there. Hundred percent. They're still there. They will be there. So where you are, you'll look across. So Rich will be to the stand to your right, goading you with various obscenities. He'll be the bloke in the balaclava. I assumed it'll be, yeah.
1: you know, that's, that's Rich
2: there. The, the the and then opposite you, in like a what would you say, Rich? Like kind of they've built it a separately, haven't they? A box. Yeah. gantry type it's thing like a with padded that. gantry where there's padded seats. The only padded seats in the ground will be Rob and Ryan. In there, I'm sure there's sleek new track suit. I don't know if David Beckham will be tagging along again, but Rob and Ryan will be there.
3: That's amazing.
2: And Rob, <laughs> and weirdly, Rob McElhenney has never seen us, as uh, he's not seen us in the flesh many times. But he hasn't seen us win any time he's seen us in the flesh. He went really? to Maiden, went to Maidenhead away. He lost. We lost that, didn't we, Rich? Yeah. Lost to Maidenhead. Yeah.
3: Please make Talk- sure he's there.
2: Please <laughs> make sure he's there. So Maidenhead away, we lost. Talkie at home, we drew, and then. It was Wembley's friendly. third game, yeah, and he's gonna be there, he's gonna be, <laughs> be there again for game four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Mention this at the start oh. of the podcast, lads. Oh, mate, it. that's, your team, that's you your team talk. You've lost it because of yeah. your unlucky owner. What's he done in oh, a previous life? I don't that's know, gonna be poor great. guy, poor ah, guy. Well, listen, look, you know, um, all, all the best, and I absolutely do not mean that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, K, K- Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. One of us will go into the London Stadium, which doesn't really work in the summer, no. does it? I, it's, it's, it's a not... weird one to sing. I guess you've got to sing one at on the football, well, i tell you what here. you go, que sera, sera, whatever it will be will be. We're going to Hackney, Caseira. <laughs> I've just thought of that off the top of my head because it is near Hackney. Is it near Hackney Wick? Put in lane. Yeah, it's anyway.
2: Closest to Hackney Wick, I guess. Is it Closest to Hackney Wick, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so, Stratford's just a nightmare for songs, so All I, I right. think.
3: Yeah, we're, we're. <laughs>
2: but there you go. Look, I tell you what though, it, I, I mean this, I do mean this sincerely. I think if we don't go up. And if we lose to you, then I really hope you go up ahead of Chesterfield because they seem to be motoring. And I would very much like them to not go up. So for Shawnee Pearson, if it isn't us, which it should be, and it will be if it isn't, then up the Pearson and Waterfall Reds. Or, I don't know, not Reds, are they? I don't know what they are now. Whatever they are. (laughs) Rich, um, oh, well, we don't sound very optimistic. Look, it's it's a, it's an amazing chance. Look, we've got a chance. We've 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 got one home game to get to a playoff final where we've not been since we lost to Newport. I mean, as far as opportunities go, it, it it's in our hands in a way. I know, I know. I, I we said to, to Lloyd there that it, it's a pick 'em scenario. It's the bets, all bets are off. I think, I think it's two massive clubs, both got ambitions of going back to the football league and and Rich we'll see you'll be in the tech end I'll be having to be glued to the TV due to work Um, we'll see hopefully I'm not cursing on that 5th of June with my day off and nothing to do so by all means get in touch if you want to let us know uh, anything you want to get off your chest we've got lots of people from around the world emailing it's robryanred at gmail.com and if you want to follow us on Twitter it's uh, at robryanred and our personal Twitters are in the uh, Twitter bio (laughs)
1: Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better? Well?